Hello and welcome to the Approaching Schools podcast. I'm Keris Keneally and I help children's activity providers to build key business relationships with schools and nurseries without having to use cold calling or stalking. I want to help you earn a more reliable and consistent income while building your social impact and enriching children's lives with ease. So join me as I take you on a journey and let's make a positive difference together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Approaching Schools. In last week's episode, I talked all about my STOP system, which was created in response to all of the sort of mistakes that children's activity providers were making, really, that was hindering them from getting responses from schools or nurseries. And we talked about all the sorts of things that you could include in your communications instead in a way that's going to align with what schools head teachers, nursery managers and members of the senior leadership team are really going to want to see from a children's activity provider that might be making an offer of provision in their school or their setting. So if you were to write an email or a letter next time you create a campaign for your local schools or nurseries, what do I suggest would be a a great high converting format for you to use to structure your communication. How do you go about writing this in a way that's going to compel your local head teachers and your local nursery managers to respond to you, to say yes to getting your activity or service in? Well, the first thing I always say is we need to talk about personalisation. So personalization is really, really key. And there are a number of different key decision makers in schools or in nurseries that you may wish to contact, but you may not in reality be able to get the direct contact details for subject coordinators, for example. You may not even be able to get the direct contact for business managers or different members of the team, different teachers that are responsible for different subjects. But what you will always find on a school website is the head teacher's name. And if you're looking at nurseries, you'll be able to very easily find the nursery manager's name as well. So in the interest of keeping your communication highly relevant, you want to ensure that it is personalised. Now, I don't know about you, but I never open those emails these days that just say to whom it may concern or dear sir or madam or dear director, whatever I might be addressed as or even worse, no mention of any name or job title at all. I just don't open them because I know they're not relevant to me. I know someone hasn't taken the time to even research what my name is. And so I know that it's most probably mass generic and salesy. And that's the initial impression I get when they've just lumped me in to a mass broadcast and it doesn't even say my name. So we can do much better than this and we can make a great first impression by including the name of the person we wish to contact. We want to do this in the subject line as well as in our opening address of the email or the letter itself. So in the subject line, studies have shown that you are going to get far better open rates if this is an email 
by actually including the key contact's name. So as I mentioned, if you don't know the name of the subject coordinator or person you want to contact within the school, go with the head teacher or the nursery manager if it's a private nursery because you can always find their name. And studies have also shown that if you put FAO and then that person's name, you are more likely to get that email forwarded on to your intended recipient. So a big issue that a number of children's activity providers come up against when they're doing their dream school or dream nursery research is that they don't know um, how to get a direct email for the school teachers that they're looking to target. And sometimes this is a lot easier with secondary schools. But in primary schools, certainly, you're more than likely looking at the office email address as your first port of call. And the worry among children's activity providers is that the school receptionist is either just going to delete it or isn't going to forward it on to the key decision maker. So one of the things you can do to increase your chances of getting your email forwarded on to your intended recipient will be actually to put FAO and then that person's name at the beginning in the subject line itself. Not only are you increasing open rates, but you're also improving your chances of getting your email forwarded on to your intended recipients. You also want to put the name of your offer in the subject line, but I'll come back to the name of your offer in just a moment. So when you're personalising, you probably want to keep the language reasonably formal. Polite and formal is what I always say. So you want to say dear and then the person's name. And you can go one step further now with your personalisation because you can also personalise the name of the school or the name of the nursery. So one way in which I really like to open emails or letters is I trust all is well at and then the school name. You might say, I hope you had a great half-term holiday if it's just been the half-term holiday. Keep it relevant, keep it polite um, and make sure that you are personalising not just the person's name, but also the name of the setting or the school. Because what happens is when the school receptionist first receives this and decides whether it's high enough quality to actually be forwarded on to your intended recipient, they're going to be making a judgment call. And the more personalization you use, the more it looks like it's meant for them. And maybe you can go one step further with this. Maybe you've seen that they've organized an event. Maybe you saw it on social media. You could ask them how that went. Maybe you know a parent whose child attends that school. Maybe you can, with permission, drop that parent's name as a mutual connection. These are all different things that you can use in your email communication or in your letter that's actually going to make it more likely that this receptionist is going to think, ah, they know the people at this school and they're going to be more likely to forward it on for you. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm the owner and franchiser of Techie Tots Limited. Techie Tots is a children's coding franchise that introduces children to the early skills of coding at a young age. We work with schools and nurseries to offer school enrichment days and extracurricular activities. I started working with Keris in the Approaching Schools Academy towards the end of lockdown as I was looking for a strategy to get back into schools. I'm pleased to say after working through the academy and all the training and help that was given, I was managed to not only to return to my schools but also increase the number of schools I was working with. The training was so successful that I asked Keris to come in and do training for the whole of the franchise network. The feedback we received from the network was great, 
and everyone came away with ideas and help of how to contact schools and increase their offerings. I'm pleased to say all of our franchisees have increased the number of classes that they're offering and even taken on staff to help. I would highly recommend the Approaching Schools Academy and Keris Keneally because all the help and advice given it truly does help you get into schools and nurseries. So that's what I suggest for the beginning, for the subject line and the opener of your email or your letter. Now let's get on to the attention grabber because on average, we have around eight seconds to impress somebody on email before they get distracted by all of the other emails in their inbox or little Jimmy falling over on the playground or if they're opening this email out of hours, maybe a cat video on the internet. Whatever it is, they are going to be distracted because we are dealing with busy people. And I mentioned in the previous episode that one of the things a lot of children's activity providers have a tendency to do is to start talking all about themselves. But actually, you want to talk about a problem that you can solve because this is going to grab a key decision maker's attention because at the moment, they don't care about you yet. They do care that a percentage of children in their school or in their setting are struggling with something. And if you address that problem with authority, you're far more likely to grab their attention than you are if you're simply talking about dance or drama or sports, because in all likelihood, maybe they hadn't realised that they needed an external provider to come in and deliver dance, but they did realise there are a percentage of children in their school currently struggling with their self-esteem and their confidence And that's something that your dance or drama class absolutely can solve. But we need to pinpoint what that issue might be first. So you can do your due diligence if you want to target very, very specific schools in your area. You may even have a look at their most recent Ofsted report, which is available online. And if you do this, you can pinpoint very, very quickly exactly what certain children might be struggling with in their school or setting. And you can look for the issues that you can very much resolve with your activity or service. Or you can have a look at any recent articles that have been published, any quotes that have come out from any leading charities in relation to what you do. Maybe something that an education minister has said, something that someone in Ofsted or in as part of the early years framework have recently said. So you can make your communication authoritative as well as relevant. So this isn't about some random stranger on the internet contacting them and pointing out problems that they think they have with their school or nursery. It's about addressing a real world issue, a state of the nation issue that you can be willing to bet there will be a cross section of children at every school or every setting struggling with this issue at the moment. And it's a problem that you know you can solve. It's something you directly address as a benefit of the activity or service that you deliver. So we address this first. Maybe we include a stat. Maybe we include a relevant quote. This way, we are communicating with authority. If they won't take notice of random Jane on the internet who they're hearing from for the first time, they will take notice of somebody who is of great importance either in the education sector or is kind of wider known in terms of the subject that your activity or service delivers under. Once we've highlighted what this issue might be, we can go straight in with providing our free offer. 
so that they don't get distracted by the end of it and not realize that you're offering something for free. So they realize that this isn't simply a cold sales pitch in an initial email, but they know they're getting something of high value for free. So that comes next. And you want to name your offer. You want to give your offer a name in results-based language. So you want to think about the core benefits and the outcomes for the pupils and give it a name that points to how you're going to improve things in some way for the pupils or the teachers at that school or at that nursery. Then you want to think about what are the key benefits and you can bullet point these. The beauty of bullet pointing is that you're creating white space. And the beauty of white space is that a busy key decision maker who is skim reading your email or letter still has chance to take in the key information. And this is where you want to think about pupil outcomes, about curriculum links, about the benefits of your offer. What are they going to discover? What are they going to learn from you coming in and delivering some kind of free assembly, free demonstration, free presentation, whatever it might be. And from there, you want to back up your results with some social proof. Head teachers love social proof. You want to show how you've actually done this for other children. Whether this is a testimonial from a parent or whether it is a a review from another school or another nursery, the more you can include this, the more credible your communication and your offer becomes, especially if you can name a local head teacher or a local nursery manager when you're including this social proof because head teachers know other head teachers, nursery managers know other nursery managers and they'll be thinking if it's good enough for that school, it's good enough for mine too. It raises your credibility. It also brings in the bit of the bandwagon effect. Oh, they're in all the other local nurseries except mine. I better get them in too. The next thing we can do is give a really strong call to action. You wouldn't believe the number of times I've read somebody's email draft and they haven't told them how to claim. We are dealing with exceptionally busy people. If we don't tell them how to claim our offer, they may forget to reply. They may get distracted before they got to that point. So we want to make it really, really clear in our call to action exactly what they need to do to claim this offer how many of these offers are available to local schools and nurseries and when they have to claim it by. If you follow this process, you will have a high converting email or letter template of your very own that you can get sent out to your local schools and nurseries. And if you want some support with this, I highly recommend you download my free guide from the website at keriskeneely.com. Thank you for listening to the Approaching Schools podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, do come and let me know in my free group for children's activity providers approaching schools so that I can make more content like this that you'll love. You can find me on my socials at Keris Keneally and my inbox is always open. I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and hit subscribe on your favourite platform so you can be the first to know when a new episode is ready. Until then, chat soon.